Hey, you're listening to Celebrate Sounds, a podcast celebrating the endeavours of creatives on the north coast of New South Wales. Today's episode features Billy Joe Porter, um, a singer-songwriter, performer who's just released a single called Feels Like Us, and it's uh, going really well for her. So we chat about that and all things music-related. Just want to shout out to all the sponsors and venues who have contributed to the show. It really means a lot. Hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. And uh, as of the recording of this, it's the last day of lockdown. So looking forward to seeing you guys out at shows and music and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, enjoy the show. You're listening to Celebrate Sounds, a podcast celebrating the endeavours of creatives on the North Coast of New South Wales. Today, the last day of statewide lockdown, well, no, I shouldn't say statewide lockdown, the last day of lockdown on the North Coast, as far as I know, I don't know if any LGAs are still in lockdown in the area. We're doing a phone interview with Billy Joe Porter, a country artist uh, based in Coffs Harbour. How are you going, Billy Joe? I'm good. How are you? I am well. I'm definitely happy about the fact that on the weekend I get to play music for people again. Oh, yeah. Awesome. You'll really let loose then. Absolutely. And what about you? (laughs) you, uh, you, I know that you normally are playing everywhere and, and all over the place, just like me a lot of the time on the weekends. Are you, uh, have you got anything locked in already straight away or are you sort of waiting and just easing your way back into it? Yeah, usually the schedule's pretty um, full, but I've kind of got to the end of all the things that I'd booked and then the lockdown kind of shut down my kind of last few gigs that I had lined up and yeah, I haven't really set anything up yet. So yeah, I guess easing back into it and seeing kind of what happens next. Yeah, it is always tricky. I mean, I I don't know how you found the lockdowns. I know for me personally, it's one of those things that you kind of roll with the punches, but there's definitely those days where you're like, oh, am I even going to be able to keep doing this and that kind of thing? Have you you had those kind of feelings and thoughts going through your head at all? Or are you just like, ah, well, it is what it is and we'll just, we'll roll with it? Yeah, look, I kind of just post along generally um, and like pretty relaxed about things. So I feel like there's not too much we can control at the moment except for like our mood and um, the way we're kind of responding to what's going on. So, yeah, I'm not putting too much pressure on myself or um, anything like that and wishing things were different and trying to trying to make things happen because I just feel like, I don't know, we just kind of got to roll with it and just celebrate when we can do cool stuff and, um, yeah, and then just look forward to the next thing, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a very smart, wise thing to say and to do. Um, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I know you're, you're a country performer. Um, you've just released some, some music, your first releases, I believe. Um, why don't you just start off with your story, where you grew up, um, your first kind of memories of music and how you kind of got into music? <laughs> Righto. Uh, so I grew up in a little town called Corindai, which is um, southwest of Tamworth, about 45 minutes drive. And um, yeah, it was yeah just a little town with not much happening there. Um, however, in my class was um, a girl whose grandmother uh, played a, a lot of piano and music, and so through that connection through primary school, um, that's where I started um, 
you know, loving singing as all young people do, I suppose, and um, having the support of um, Mrs Carpenter, which is my friend Anna's grandmother, Mm. um, and through school as well. And um, we went to a religious school, so there was like church singing and stuff like that, choirs. And, yeah, I guess it was just all of that kind of music at the start of my primary school days got me... um, I don't know, I just got really excited about it and loved to go in a Steadfords and just do lots of singing. It felt good and fun. And so, yeah, I just kind of went with with that. I didn't learn an instrument or anything back then. I just basically sang along to whatever was on the radio or played in our house. There's something incredible about singing in a group too, isn't there? Like um, recently my son, uh, well, recently, wasn't that recently? Uh, three years ago now, he um, performed with the Bellingen um, Primary School Choir down in the Opera House. And I ha- have to be honest, like, I was fighting back tears the whole time because that whole choral arrangement, especially like of children's voices, like, there's something so haunting and beautiful about it. Did you find, like, really, like, there was that, I mean, you said it was religious. Was there, like, a spiritual kind of aspect to it that, that you really enjoyed, like, that obviously releasing endorphins, all that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, back then, songs that we were singing were like hymns and things, and they were pretty like at, at that time. I thought boring. The fun <laughs> thing about it was singing, <laughs> singing like the little. Um, I don't know what ant means at the end of a song. Like I think it's some sort of like thing where you go back to the chorus or something. But that was the fun part about singing along to that. But yes. In terms of um, singing in a group um, and having harmonies and things, I think that was something that I just really loved and I still love to this day is, yeah, singing with people. I don't get to do it as much in a group, but when you when you lock in with some harmonies, there's just no better feeling than that. Yeah, there's something about it. I remember doing a, a barbershop quartet um, at school in, uh, in year 12 and obviously it's a cappella, it's, it's four-part harmonies and doing it with um, three other guys, and we were just looking at each other and having the best time. Like, it sounded ridiculous what we were singing. It very old school or whatever, but there was something about it that was just, like, so enjoyable, and we had so much fun doing it. So, obviously, for you, singing was a massive part of it, uh, obviously leading into your enjoyment and, and I guess, um, interest in music. Where... Where did that take you and, and, and how did that sort of, well, what was your trajectory, I guess, like with coming in and, and becoming a musician? Uh, yeah, I guess, well, after primary school, you got you head into high school and it all gets a bit, um, I don't know, well, got a bit uncool to do music. All, the, <laughs> all my friends that I went to that primary school with, they racked off to a, a different high school and so, yeah, I I didn't really do much music in in high school. Basically, still just liked like listening to music and basically listened to the radio instead of doing my homework. <laughs> and tried to teach myself guitar, but that kind of that kind of failed um, after a bit. And yeah, I just did, I didn't really pick up any musical instrument or singing again until um, I'd moved to Tamworth. Um, I was about 18 and that's the country music capital yeah. of Australia. And one of my mates um, that I worked in a pub called the Tamworth Hotel, she played guitar and sang and uh, we we started, I started like 
listening to her and getting excited about that. And then she started getting gigs at the pub we worked at. And so she wrote to me in and was like, you can play bass. And I'm awesome. like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it was really fun to play bass, but I was kind of scared to sing at that point because um, I hadn't done it so long. So I just played along with the bass. And then at home I realized that, you know, I want to start like singing and to do that you kind of really need to like have something to accompany you with so that's when I picked up guitar and started learning guitar awesome and um obviously being in Tamworth like surrounded by I I imagine lots of musicians and probably different genres and that sort of thing but like was you know your music well that you've released is country music based was that like a hev- heavy influence for you, like country music? Is that what you always wanted to do or did you start dabbling in other genres and, and sort of just find yourself um, sort of playing and singing country? Yeah, well, growing up in, in my household, it was a lot of country influence. Like my dad listened to a lot of kind of American and Australian-style country and mum listened to Australian country and also like, you know, 70s pop and folk songs yeah and that I just kind of I really was drawn to that and loved that and you know in the 90s it was all like grunge and Shania Twain all mixed (laughs) in and so yeah it was a bit of a a bit of a mixing pot but definitely when I started writing songs um I guess probably because of those big influences from growing up and country music it's kind of just I I guess the style that I write is more of a story it's kind of direct um direct lyrics so it's yeah you you kind of know what's going on in the song and I didn't I don't necessarily mean it to be country but um yeah it's kind of I guess it's coming out that way yeah yeah and, and like, obviously, recently you've done some uh, incredible work with Shane Nicholson, um, and he produced your first single. Is that right? Yeah, yep. I went down to um, his studio, The Sound Hole in Central Coast. It was almost this time last year, I reckon. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we recorded an album. And so, yeah, I've just finally released my first song from that in June, which is, yeah, it's been going gay. Gangbusters. Yeah, tell us about I'm that. So- like, I mean, I've been just keeping an eye on on your socials and seeing um, it's sort of popping up all over the country music network. Like, how's how's that sort of all happened? Have you you've got management and and all? You know what's happening? Um. Oh, well, I guess I've just kind of kept my eye on different people that um, I like their music and stuff over over the years of you know when social media came out. And- yeah just kind of followed along with artists that I've found I've been interested in or I, I know and kind of seen what they've done and I've try, tried to kind of model, I guess, what I'm doing off, you know, what I'm learning just by observing other people on social media. And mm. so, yeah, I just uh, I, I went to a songwriter's retreat in Nunda, which is just outside of Tamworth, and met like a bunch of people um, in the industry and then I guess from knowing knowing them and that's where how I'm, I met Shane and he was keen to record my stuff and then from that he recommended um basically he told me that um you know if you want to if you want to get your music heard you kind of you have to 
put some money into publicity. So yeah. um, he re- recommended someone, and because I guess the style of music kind of lent to lent itself to country. Um, I've got a great publicist called Jules, and she's from Wild Heart Publicity, and she does a lot of um, releases, not only for independent artists, but also um, she gets like contracted by major labels as well to um, do publicity for people. Yeah, and um, yeah, so she's got lots of great relationships um, within within the music industry. I think she came from a label background or something, um, and um, yeah, she's kind of pushed it out to her people, and um, yeah, just kind of all picked up and snowballed from there. So. Yeah, basically, I don't think if I had have released it without um, jewels behind it, I'm, I'm, yeah, there's no way, no way that I would have gotten as much um, airplay as what I have. Yeah, I mean, it definitely helps. I mean, even given that you that you did the the album with Shane, um, who is an ARIA award winner, like it definitely helps having those contacts and networking. I think that's one of the things that. I've always um, found quite fascinating in the country music scene, and I only know a few people who are kind of in that scene, but it seems like incredibly supportive. Like everyone's like, you know, well done, congratulations. Whereas there's a lot of other aspects of um, the music scene in Australia that are a lot more competitive, still supportive in a lot of ways, but certainly a lot more competitive. And then if you've got, you know, good publicity behind you, um, you know, who knows? Like it's all about getting the the song out in front of the right people and the right audience, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And I I really resonate with what you're saying about the supportiveness of country music. Like, it, they, I remember going and going to Tamworth for many years because I just lived down the road and me and my friend would play gigs and um, we'd play on the streets. But, you know, I didn't know any of the people that were, like, successful or in the industry I suppose and it wasn't until kind of I went to that songwriters retreat and then you know met some people and then from there you kind of you get your foot in the door and you know yeah. people and you you know and once you once you're there and you've met you know a few people like yeah everyone's kind of open to um be supportive and and to get excited about each other like there's heaps of um people that will say if you put a release out um there's a guy andrew swift who um is pretty popular in australian country music you know he puts out a thing on his instagram story saying oh congratulations on the release and like loads of other people do that so we're we're all kind of lifting people up as as we see people putting stuff out because you know, that's kind of a way to, to spread the word of mouth. But I don't know if I was in another genre, whether you kind of get that because um, I don't know. I think there's like, like sub-genre you... and sub-scenes where like, you, you know, if you're in a certain clique, um, you know, you might get shared by all your mates in that certain clique or, or whatever. Um, and there's certainly, there there is certainly a level of support. I think, you know, from my experience, like, and it's more sort of pop, pop soul what i do but in in my experience of releasing music um even people who like your music who who uh have been there and done that tend not to i don't know it's it's like it's like you know you kind of have to make it yourself or something like that and and look look it's still supportive in a lot of other ways but i just noticed that about the country music scene like everyone just gets on the bandwagon 
and they're like, man, this is sick. Let's get behind it. And I think, you know, the important part of that is the fact that, you know, it doesn't have to be you or me or either or like either, either, you know, Billy Joe makes it and I don't, or I do and she doesn't. It's, it's not like that. And it shouldn't be like that. It's like, no, we can both come up together. And it seems to be that's a little bit of the, um, the ethic in the country music scene. Anyway, it's like, well, you know, there's no point in pulling people down. We might as well lift people up and, and they'll do the same. It's kind of like a, a working together um, scenario, I guess. Yeah, 100%. And I think part of what fosters that um, working together situation is great festivals like Tamworth Country Music Festival where you don't have to have a ticket to go there. You don't have to be like any big name to get on that bill. You just kind of you can turn up and go busking on yeah. the street or you can just have like a little gig here and there that you organise with a, like a venue yourself or whatnot. And it's kind of a hub where everyone who does country music uh, is going to go, they're going to go there. Yeah. And then if you go to a venue like that, like to that festival, for example, like it's just, there's a bit of a free for all and you might go see one particular artist, but, but because all their mates are in town, they'll be inviting people up on the stage left, yeah. right and centre. So it kind of fosters that like um, friendship building and networking and in, in, all in one hub in, in like one area. And I think maybe that might be part of how it becomes so like because people are friends with each other so yeah. they're going to do that. But I don't know whether there's similar kind of festivals and things well, in suppose, other genres. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Like, I suppose it, it's so it's quite genre specific, isn't it? Um, and that's probably one of the things where um, it's you know you can go to so many different music festivals and you can see such an eclectic mix of music. And even though you might appreciate it all and like it all, and and that you don't operate necessarily in the same circles, and that's probably a big reason why. Um, it's hard, it's harder, maybe not, not even harder, but just, you don't see that support so much because I, I guess, you know, there's not that often you, you would see like just a, an, a hip hop only festival or, or whatever in Australia, as far as I know anyway. Um, whereas the country music festival, like, even if you're not a fan of country music, you know, Tamworth, you know, that it's, it's there and that's the thing. So I guess maybe it is genre, I can't even talk at the moment, specific, <laughs> Um, but either way, it's awesome. And, and I certainly like admire that. I love when I see artists just going, you know what, like we might be, you know, quote unquote in competition to an extent, but it doesn't matter. Like I don't have to be in competition necessarily with other artists. I want to make sure that they're doing well. And if they're doing well, that I'm happy. And if I'm doing well, I hope that they're happy, that kind of thing. And and that's all I was sort of alluding to. I think think it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because you could think of it like a competition, but at the same time, everyone's got such different tastes, yeah. and you, like there is a there is a set of ears for every type or different person in music. So, um, yeah, I mean, even though this person might be smashing it all the time and getting heaps of play, the next person is, although they might be the same um doing kind of country pop or whatever songs mm. they're they're appealing to you know a totally different person so yeah. it's yeah it's yeah i guess it's a comp who gets number one or whatnot but at the same time it's like no matter what there's going to be you know 
the your fans that you exactly. gather along yeah. the way are going to be there, no matter whether it's country or um, soul or hip hop or whatnot. Yeah, and success is success is totally subjective. Like some people might set out in the music scene with their own music to be like, well, I want to be number one, I want to be playing all these festivals, and some people might be like, well, I want to release music that I really like and connect with some people and. You know, there's different levels of success, and that's really that's just down to the individual what they sort of view as success. Um, tell us a little bit about um, feels like us, and <laughs> uh, and then we'll sort of just chat about what's happening with you now, what your plans are, kind of coming into well the end of 2021, and and really we're almost in 2022 now. It's crazy, um, but yeah, tell us a little bit about your 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 debut single, feels like us. Yeah. Um- it is a song that I wrote at that retreat I was talking about earlier in mm. Nandor called The Dag. Um, I just <laughs> basically you go, <laughs> yeah, it's a good name, eh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you just go there and you get paired up with um, a mentor, but for the like kind of a lot of the time you're just hanging out. So I've just met this guy, Andrew Blythe, and um, he was like, let's write a song. I'm like, yeah, cool. And we just, got in a room, talked about our, um, had a bit of a general conversation and he had a list of titles that he um, had been kind of gathering along the way and I looked at him and I saw Feels Like Us on there and and we just, I said, yeah, that's awesome. I thought I want to write a love song. I want to celebrate um, that and kind of think about my partner as I'm, as I'm writing it yeah. and it turned out he was in awe awesome relationship at the same time too so um, we just kind of spitballed ideas and talked about our personal experiences with a relationship with love with like you know the whole it's shiny and new at the start um, in the honeymoon phase and then you know years roll on and suddenly (laughs) you're just like wearing your daggy clothes and your jumpers have got stains on them and your hair's a mess but it doesn't matter because you've still got that love and I guess um yeah so we just kind of melded our stories into that song and we wrote it in probably about I don't know two or three hours we wrote the lot and um just had a couple couple of acoustic guitars and um yeah smashed it out one one morning after a big cup of coffee and yeah I just I loved playing that one and I'd been doing a live stream for all of lockdown and it was like one that always got requested and awesome. I knew that was yeah something that I wanted to record and um put out there so yeah Shane sprinkled his excellent magic on it and yeah. just turned it into this I don't know just this cool number and uh, yeah I don't know when you do a song you just have like acoustic guitar and it's just vocals it's like it's one thing it's awesome, but then when you get the production yeah. behind it, yeah. and it just turns into its own thing, and it's like out of your hands by that point. Yeah, yeah totally. So, so I keep going. Yeah, I was just gonna say, um, once it was all complete, I thought that's that's a good single to, yeah, you know, to launch in with, and Jules loved it, and we've got a film clip. Um, made for it with tribal apes and Kyle, my partner and I did the dance moves in it. And it was just, just a cool, um, a cool experience, the whole thing. And, um, 
yeah, I didn't know what to expect when I put it out there, but we, yeah, we've had some really awesome results with it. So it's been awesome. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it was interesting that you said um, that you just looked at a bunch of titles and uh, like one of the, the fascinating things for me uh, about doing this podcast and last year in lockdown, I was doing a, a radio show where I got to interview a bunch of musicians um, is is the, the where the creative creative process starts for different people and so some people it's like a melody they've got a, a melody rolling around their head like humming recorded on voice memos and try and like craft some lyrics to that and then bring bring guitars and that sort of thing um like i know for me like a lot of the time it's a it's a chord or a, a drum progression like a beat and and, the, and a feeling behind that not always but it's interesting you started with a a title something that felt right that you could kind of like, okay, here's, here's uh, I guess, a paradigm, an outline, a, f- a framework that we can work within. Um, is that something that you do all the time or what's your creative process like? Does it differ depending on your mood or you like have a sort of set standard sort of um, framework when you're write, writing songs? Yeah. Oh, look, I, I come at the process differently every time. Um, like it might be from a drum beat or a chord or like like your example or maybe I'll be walking along and then I'll I'll see something um and like one time I saw a feather fluttering in the wind and I'm like oh and then I thought of that phrase and then suddenly all these other lines kept coming and I I was just nice. singing it along and I had to get home and make the song but yeah sometimes it comes from a title sometimes it comes from a conversation um, that you, if I'm co-writing with someone, we'll be having a chat and whatever the kind of theme is within the chat, that's obviously what's on our minds at yep. the time. So, you know, that that's a great place to come from when you've got skin in the game, you've got a bit of um, emotion or something that you're going through that you can work on. Um, yeah, sometimes it, it's all different, like sometimes in a dream. Yeah. You might wake up and you have part of a song like, I don't know, it's just, I think it's just always important to um, have some sort of way to capture an idea at the time when you've got it. Like I definitely use heaps of um, uh, storage on my phone from the phone memos and <laughs> like taking notes and I, <laughs> I just, I have it all. So I just kind of try and remain open and yep. um and have something and hang on to it. And I don't know a lot of the times if I'm co-writing with someone and, you know, we get a bit stumped, I'll just go back through old notes and there might be a line in there or a word in there that's interesting and it might end up in a song. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's just it's all different. But I definitely when I first started um, to, you know, write songs, I was like, oh, how does it work? And I was so intrigued by the, the process. process. Yeah. Is, is it lyrics? Is it the music? Like, what is the way? But I, the more that I do it, the more I realise it's all the way. You just got to be yeah. ready, ready to capture it. Absolutely, I think that's one of the most important things. And I've certainly, um, having having you know done my time in, in my own studio and also just listening to the the process uh, of other artists, it's there's no right answers. I think the whole thing is that like if you get if you get inspired by walking outside and seeing a bird or hearing a bird, you know, um, call its mate or you're sitting inside and you just have a theme rolling around your head or a melody or whatever, um, or you want to create some beats and start with that. Like there's no right or wrong way. It's about just capturing that creativity, that initial spark, I think. 
um, and getting it down, getting an idea down, and then just working through it. Um, one thing that I often do is um, because I just I'm pretty insane in in the sense of like I, I lose interest in my own ideas very quickly. Is a mm. lot of my songs go through like lots of crazy different evolutions. Like, is that something that you yeah. that you do where you're like, all right, here's a progression, here's the song, here's the lyrics, write the song, and then go, mm, we're going to redo the lyrics or redo this or redo that. Like, how 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 many times do you sort of go through a song and change bits and pieces before you're sort of ready for it to to be out there in the world? That's a good question. Um, oh, I definitely will like write a song and then I'll be I'll listen to it back heaps of times and sometimes I'll think, oh no, that word needs to change. Yeah. Or um, I'll definitely edit for sure. Um, and yeah, it could be like a whole line or it could just be like a word or just I know that it's good to go back for me over um, a work and think, okay, so what are the words here that don't need to be there? Yeah, like, for sure. And, and the or at this or whatever, just like kind of minimising the words so there's not too much word clutter in there, I suppose. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I've, and I definitely like to test that and see how it feels live and um yeah it'll go through uh, yeah it'll go through a, a fair bit of time before i know that it's ready and then even you know some of some songs when you record them and then they're done you might learn something and then look back on that song and think oh if i had have changed yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> if i'd have changed like whether it was in that into third person or that into something you know that might make it like hit more for a wider audience but yeah. at the same time i mean it is what it is at the time and that's yeah that's fine yeah you can only work with with where you're at at the time and i mean there is that uh, that sort of um thing like you can work both ways sometimes you can be like well i don't think these songs are ever finished because i know that six months down the track if i listen to it again i'm going to think something differently about it um and that can be a little bit um you know put yourself in a bit of a frozen situation uh and then sometimes you can release songs too early you know like and and you just get them out there and it's like oh so I don't know. There's no there's no right or wrong answers. I guess it's just however you're feeling at the time, and and being willing to go. You know what? Like maybe that wasn't the best thing, or whatever. But just be done with it and go. Because otherwise, I think like a lot of the time you can stagnate a little bit and and get frozen into that thinking. Oh, it's got to be perfect. And I think the whole idea with music is that like perfection's quite unattainable, and and some people it doesn't matter if you know your vocals are a little bit. Um, you know, your melody's a little bit like flat or whatever. If there's an emotion and there's like some uh, authenticity in the music, it's going to hit people and maybe it won't hit everyone. Maybe it'll only hit a certain amount of people. But I think that's the thing you were saying before, how everyone can find their own um, audience. And that's one of the things mm-hmm. that I've thought, thought about for a long time. Like there's so much great music out there. Um, and it's really just about connecting with the people who, who uh, are moved and, and have that kind of, um, affinity with your style of music or your vocal or your or your melodies and, and your lyrics and I guess that's part of part of the journey as well just putting stuff out there and seeing how people respond to it and you obviously do that live which is awesome so 
you know, now that we we can just segue into your live performance, you've been performing around the Coffs area, you've done festivals and that kind of thing. What is on the cards for you? I mean, you've just released your first single, I assume, and you've recorded an album, I assume we can expect some singles in the not too distant future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've um I'm in the process of like getting another one together. I think it's going to come out in November. Um and yeah, I I feel like it's a bit of a singles market, so I'm yep. going to probably the plan I guess will be to release probably maybe four singles and then release the album or something like that. I'm, I'm kind of working out my strategy as I go because I remember you asked me before, do I have a manager or anything like that? I'm just all self-managed yeah. aside from the like the publicist sure. assistance. Yeah, I just kind of wing it all myself. So, yeah, I'll probably just release another single. Um, I've got a cool one that I'm pretty excited about and then a couple more in the new year and then, yeah, just kind of see what happens. I mean, it takes so long to, um, you know, write a song and then get the production done and then organise everything that, I don't know, I don't really want to just put it all out there all at once and then you'll hear crickets from me for a couple of years. Like I just, uh, yeah, it feels like you kind of got to slowly kind of trickle things out and and go from there. I think the crazy thing about the music industry, you know, with the, the, the way that it goes now with Spotify and iTunes and all that is it's so heavily algorithm based. So, you know, you said putting out four singles a year is like the, um, the recommended thing to do, particularly if your, your music's ticking over because they reckon that a song has a three month life cycle as a single before the algorithm starts going, okay, now it's a bit old. We need something new. Um, mm. and, and that's a crazy thing. Like, and, and, uh, you know, and this is why I, I love interviewing people, and especially you know creatives who are doing their own thing independently, is that you're you're everything. Okay, you've got a publicist, which is fantastic, but you're everything else. Like you're the songwriter, you're the gig booker, you're the um, you know the 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 release planner, you're the you, you know your own publicist at times, all that kind of stuff. And I, I so take my hat off to any independent artists doing it because there's so much to think about you know um does it ever get to that point for you where it's like oh my god this is so much work oh to be honest um i didn't know what i was in for like i just was like it was on my bucket list to record and um some music and i did that with quasi dada shout out to them yeah bellingen yeah um uh it was uh, me, Mark Bergen, and Peter Clark, and um, yeah, we put a, a EP out a little while ago. So that was awesome. Um, but yeah, I forget what the question was now. I got <laughs> well, it was getting getting overwhelmed with the process. Oh, overwhelmed. Of all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I guess yeah, I wanted to record my own song. So when I did that and then I kind of realised, okay, well, I've recorded these songs. Do I want to put them out and, like, do I want people to hear them or do I just want to chuck them out there? And I kind of thought, nah, I want people people to hear them. But then when I realised that, then I thought, okay, then there's all these steps that you have to do to make all of that happen. And so... Yeah, I guess it was pretty stressful the first one because I didn't know yeah, what, sure. um, how to, di- who to distribute through, how to do that, what is an ISRC code, <laughs> um, all these like 
terms that you have to do. I knew yeah. what APRA was, but like, you know, you've got to have these, all these PCCA yeah. and all these different things. So, yeah, it was pretty overwhelming. And I wish that there was some sort of easy way. Like, there doesn't seem to be, um, you know, you just go to this website and you know like what to do step by step because um, you kind of have to piece it all together. So I, I learned through um, different podcasts and yeah. all sorts of things how to kind of make it all happen and asking friends and kind of figuring it all out. So, yeah, it was overwhelming um, and I'm hoping that this next single is not too overwhelming. But, yeah, yeah sure. there's, it's definitely it's a business. Like it's a, a, you're, a you're, a, I guess, a entrepreneur when you're um an artist and you're wanting to release music if you want um you know to put it out there and for people to actually listen you have to think of it that way absolutely and i think you know that that whole thing is is really uh the onus is on independent artists because once upon a time to even get an album pressed or whatever like you had to have a record deal because the 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 financial cost of doing all that and getting it out there and all and, and printing out like oodles of of vinyls or CDs or whatever, um, you had to have a record deal, someone backing you, and a lot of the time, well, all of the time actually, they would take care of all that sort of stuff. Like the artists wouldn't would write songs and record them, and and everything else would be left up to the label. Um, and that's the whole thing. Being an independent artist, you're your your own CEO of the whole company, but you're not only the CEO, you're like the janitor and the um, the secretary and every single every single sort of job you can imagine, um, and, you know. And again, that's why I I love when people are, are doing it and giving it a red hot go because it is a lot of work and it is overwhelming. Um, but kudos to you for doing that. And I definitely think that as, the more that you do it, the easier and more streamlined your process will become anyway. Um, and it, it is one of those things where it's like any job: like the more that you do it, the more experience that you have, the easier things become in that respect. Um, so getting close to the end of our time chatting together, which has been lovely. Um, what's on the horizon? Obviously you mentioned, um, you releasing singles and then an album, um, plans to tour plans to, um, you know, what are you, I mean, it is a tricky time to make any plans, but what's, what's sort of on your mind and what does the next sort of six to 12 months look like for you? Yeah, that's a another really great question that would be um answerably uh, answered differently in a different time, but um I guess well, like within the next 12 months my album's going to be out. I would love to um tour that, um maybe link up with some other artists and and take it around and go to some, you know, little small towns and yeah, get it around and out there a bit more, which would be really cool. Um, but in before doing that, I'm going to be releasing like another three or so singles, yeah. probably do a, do a few more music videos because they're heaps fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, hopefully live music will start happening again back around cough. So I'll be at the local haunts as well, which is, yeah, always nice to – there's so many places that you can play that are, you know, within – I don't know, 15-minute radius of here so that yeah. we're really spoilt for, for that. So, yeah, I'll be doing that. And um, Tamworth Country Music Festival, got some dates lined up for that, um, which is cool. So hopefully that all goes ahead. And, yeah, I'll probably try and get some festivals. I don't know. There's so much to do and I guess I'll just kind of 
find my way through the darkness to try and get it all done. <laughs> yeah. One thing I was going to ask you before, um, obviously you, you've written those songs and, and written the album and Shane's done the production on it. Have you played all your songs with a, a live band or have you been just sort of doing your solo thing, um, you know, during the year? And and, uh, and if you are going to go on tour, is that something that, that you want to do, like get, get a band behind you to back you or are you going to just do your own thing? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, yeah, I would love to um, play with the band all those songs because, yeah, they, they've, they'd be just so awesome to feel that happening and to be involved in, you know, seeing your own my own songs come to life with the band. So, yeah, that would be really cool. Um, I, um, yeah, I haven't really thought too hard about how I would make that happen. I probably would just mainly stick solo Yeah. Um, for now. Um, a few of the songs I have played with, a, a band before like different kind of with session musicians just yeah. jumping up here or there which is just so awesome um but yeah i haven't really haven't really thought i've thought that that would be nice but i haven't really taken steps to make that happen yet fair enough yeah i thought i'd ask because i and obviously you were saying before you're a songwriter and writing all these songs and performing them acoustically and then shane put all the um the the parts together um the, and and like you were saying there is something quite magical about um when you get to play like you you were mentioning mentioning harmonies but even when you you play and you lock in with um other musicians on stage there's something so incredibly i don't know what the word is incredibly incredible <laughs> incredibly amazing yeah um satisfying is probably the word the just one of those things where you're like oh my goodness that felt so good um, and I'm the same, like I, I, I managed to really luck out in, in the whole COVID time because, you know, and you're the same playing solo a lot, you, you met, you can get a lot of gigs that are a little bit more low key. They don't want people up and dancing, all that kind of stuff. But, mm -hmm. um, when you get to play with the band, there's something so nice about the dynamic on stage where like th there's a, a language being spoken, um, and, and sort of a dance being danced. And it's certainly something that I absolutely love and I can't wait to get back to doing um yeah so just finally we like i like to try and end on a little light hard note um so i just got a couple of questions and it's basically the first thing that comes to mind just just light-hearted way to finish the interview so are you ready yes all right first one is nice and easy favorite movie and why Oh, I'm going to have to say it because the first thing that came to mind, Hercules Returns. <laughs> yes, and why? Have you seen that? I have not. Oh, <laughs> it's a little Australian movie um, and it is so worth watching. Um, I, I think I watched it hundreds of times when I was a kid and it's about a Hercules movie and they um, they realise they do it. Uh, it's a whole thing but it's at a movie theatre and they realise they're doing this grand opening of the movie theatre and then they realise that the whole film um, is in another language oh. and so the the three actors overdub the whole thing and I thought, it, yeah, it, it's quite hilarious. Anyway. Awesome. It is I did not expect that. That was, uh, I, well, that's the other thing. I love when uh, I get to hear, all, everyone sort of has stuff that comes out of nowhere and I'm like, I've never heard of that mu movie at all. 
Um, oh, get on it. I will. I just wrote it down on my on my notepad. <laughs> All right. One cherished belief that you have and why. Oh, okay. Can be nice and easy, simple, just something nice. Mm. I should really prep these and, and tell you that I'm going to ask <laughs> you. Put, put you on the spot, don't I? Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, I cherished belief. Um, oh, okay. Something that's really important um, to me and that I try and talk about a lot is um, the importance of self-care and doing things that um, you love and making sure that you do that at least every week, scheduling time for yourself. Awesome. And whether that's... Yeah, whether that's burning a nice candle and reading a book or whether that's, you know, going for a walk on the beach or um, having a great cup of coffee or hanging out with friends, whatever it is, I I believe that everyone should take the time to schedule a bit of me time, something that's going to fill their cup because it's very important to make sure that you look after yourself first so you've got enough in the tank to share with everybody else. 100%. I like it. I'm glad. It was worth the wait. Um, and one thing that you love about creating or performing music? Oh, I just love how you can connect with people and, um, doing that just makes me feel really happy and, um, like I'm my shiny self when I get to play music and, um, and share it with others and write a song. It's just really cool to be able to create and have a hobby that, um, you know, just makes me excited so nice cool well thank you so much for having uh having having me no thank you for <laughs> i was gonna say Thanks having, for having me, me. no yeah exactly <laughs> i was uh <laughs> um where can people find you uh oh, instagram socials all that kind of stuff you got a website or uh, just just rattle it all off yeah um well i have all those socials um but you can find me at billyjoeporter.com um, that'll lead you everywhere you need to go and have a mailing list if you want to jump on and um, get behind it and, yeah, have a stream of the song and watch the video on YouTube and, yeah, hopefully it'll make you smile and, um, yeah. Um, I also want to say thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity and it's, yeah, it's a cool podcast that you've got going on. It's been awesome to chat with you and hear um, some of your story as well. So thank you. Awesome. No, thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, looking forward to catching up. I, I, we only ever usually see each other in passing because you're gigging most of the time when I'm gigging as well. But um, it's just one of those things that when you're a, a a performing musician it just happens but and we didn't get to do it in, in person but maybe you know in a year's time when you you're about to drop the album we'll do it in person we'll have a we'll have a nice cup of coffee and a good chat yeah man that sounds awesome awesome thank you so much for your time thank you cheers <laughs>